Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Welcome, Bazalwane. New month, new series. Yeah, new month. We are in the month of February. And that for us means a new series. And I believe that God is going to bless us. And our new series is Christ Inc. Uh, that ink is an abbreviation for incorporated. So Christ incorporated. That is our theme for the month of February. Amen. So when we are talking about a, a, um, um, a corporation, we are talking about a large company or a group of companies that is authorized to act as a single entity. So they are different, yet they are together and acting as a single entity. They are authorized even by law to act as a single entity. They are also recognized by the law uh, in their acting as a single entity. Somebody say amen. amen. So now we are going to, by the grace of God, try and help us understand that we are not just a group of people who come to church every Sunday, sing songs, listen to the word, and then uh, nothing else. Um, God is no longer then involved in our lives after that. Somebody say amen. We are going to, uh, by the grace of God, attempt to be able to even teach on the fact that we need to see ourselves the way God sees us. Because God does not just see us as people who are supposed to come and gather on Sunday, and then after that, uh, there is nothing else that uh, he is interested in uh, what we are doing out there. Somebody say amen. amen. But we are a group of people who have a purpose, who have a mission, and daily, not just on a Sunday morning, but every day, and also wherever we are, we are a body with a purpose. Hallelujah. We are individuals uh, in different aspects, uh, doing different things and uh, um, called to different aspects uh, uh, in this world. However, we are operating under the same entity that is called the kingdom of God. Somebody say amen. So that's how God looks at us. He looks at us as the citizens of his kingdom. And we are going to attempt to even teach ourselves to look at ourselves the same way. Somebody say amen. So the title of my message this morning is Business Unusual. Somebody say Business Unusual. Please shout Business Unusual. Please turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter number 11, verse number 26. The Bible says, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year, they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Now, 
one day, the Lord Jesus Christ described the work that he had come here on earth to do as his father's business. This was when Jesus got lost for three days. His parents did not know where he was. I'm sure they were freaking out because they did not know where Jesus was. And Jesus was in the synagogue. Jesus was listening to the teachings. And Jesus was asking questions. And as soon as they then came and they were busy asking him that Jesus, we've been looking for you. They said to him, Jesus, we've been looking for you. And he answered and said to them, I am about my father's business. He said, I am about my father's business. In the book of Luke, chapter number two, verse number 49, the Bible says, and he said to them, why did you seek me? Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? So Jesus, what he was doing, listening to the word, learning, being taught, and asking questions, he regarded it as his father's business. So in other words, Jesus took this so seriously in such a way that he even forgot that he was supposed to tell them where he was. Because I'm sure even the whole village, because it is said that uh, it takes the village to raise a child. So probably even the whole village was busy looking for the little Jesus, only to find that Jesus took what he was doing so seriously, he even forgot about what was happening out there. He sat there day and night listening to the teachings and asking questions because he took seriously the assignment that he had come here on earth to do. So in other words, Jesus knew that if he does not become about his father's business, he might fail in the assignment that he is here for. Maybe some of us, it looks like we are failing in assignments that God has given us. Maybe it's because we are not about the father's business. Sometimes we fall in love with the business too much and forget about the one who has called us for the business. So Jesus was here on an assignment, but he did not forget that he is not sent by himself, but somebody has sent him, which is his father. And he was here on a mission based on what the father has sent him to do. That is why he then said, I must be about my father's business. He did not say, why were you seeking for me? Why were you looking for me? Because I felt like doing my father's business. I was comfortable enough to do my father's business. I felt led to do my father's business. I felt loved and therefore I am doing my father's business. He said, I must be about my father's business. So whether I am comfortable or not, I must be about 
my father's business. Whether I see results immediately or not, I must be about my father's business because probably they were wondering what kind of business even is it? Because you're just a boy, born of Mary and Joseph, busy with carpentry. What business are you talking about? But he said, I must, I must be about my father's business. So now anything and everything that we do for God and in God is not just a religious thing that we are doing. Jesus also did not see what he was doing as a religious thing, but he saw it as his father's business. So also we need to learn from Jesus and make sure that we understand that everything that we do in God and for God, though we are saying it's religious activities, but it is not just religion, but we must also not see it as just religion. We need to see it as serious business, as serious business that our father wants us to engage in. Somebody say amen. So when we are going to church, we are engaged in serious business. When we are fasting, we are engaged in serious business. When we are praying, we are engaged in serious business. When we give our offerings and our tithes, we are engaging on some serious business. So when we are submitting in a local church, we are about some serious business. We are about our father's business. When we get married, when we start families, we are about some serious business that even though these entities are separated, however they are authorized to even function as a single entity. So when you go and you get married and somebody else goes and starts a business, it's also about the father's business. When we are busy here at church, it's also about the father's business. When we call a corporate fast, it's about the father's business. When we give and we do all of these things that I have mentioned, we are about the father's business. Somebody say amen. So each and every day when we are going about our callings, we need to have, to have it in our mind, in our minds that we are actually doing our father's business. This is not our good idea, but it is our father's business. Church is nobody's good idea, but it is the father's business. Somebody say amen. So you and I, wherever we are, we are engaged on a very very serious business. Somebody say amen. So we need to remember that each time we are talking about the church, we are not talking about these four walls because when we are not here and we are no longer gathering here and, they be, and, they, and then they build McDonald's, we get a, a better place, a bigger place uh, 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 because this one is too small for us and then we end up getting a bigger place. This will cease to be a church without you and I. So when we are talking about the church, we are talking about the people in the building, not the building. You make this place church. You and I make this place church. Probably the person from whom we bought this building from 
wonders what did we do with the grease that was from his tractors. Because he had never seen it in any other way except his workshop. But you and I came into this place and made it church. It's not the building, but it's you. It's not the building, but it's me. And listen to what Jesus said. He said in the book of Matthew, chapter number 16, verse number 18, he said, And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So now I said, you are church. So the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Not against the building. So that is why even when you are outside of the building and you go home, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. When you go to your workplace, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. So I want you to change the way you look at yourself to say you are only a believer when you are a church because church is where you go. But church is you. Church is you. This is a church because of you. It says, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And then Jesus says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. He was not talking about the keys for this building. He was talking about the keys in the heavenly places. He was saying that we have the keys to unlock some things. Why? Because the gates of hell will not prevail against us. Why will the gates of hell not prevail against us? Because we have the keys. Jesus went down to hell and collected all of them. So there is no place where they will say you don't qualify. Why? Because you're a child of God and you have the key. So he says, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And that is you. That is not the walls, but that is you. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, when Barnabas and Saul came to Antioch and they were doing ministry work there, the Bible says the disciples were first called Christians there. So we were also called. We were also called before the foundations of the earth, we were called. Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you, I ordained you, I called you. Because you are already called. You were called before the foundations of the earth. So they were called to take care of the kingdom business here on earth. Just like you and I, you are also called to take care of the kingdom business here on earth. Never look down upon yourself as a Christian. Never look down upon yourself as a child of God. You were called before. God is not surprised by what you are doing. God is not surprised by you, what, you, what, what you studied. You may think it was your good idea, but it is not. It is because of what he has called you to do. Because Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, in your mother's womb, I knew you and I called you. You were called for the kingdom business here on earth. You came here. 
to do some great and mighty works of the kingdom of God. You are an agent that God has placed here on earth for his kingdom's sake. God did not just cause you to have the brains that you have. God did not just cause you to have the intelligence that you have. God did not just call you to be the way that you are so that you can, it can be just for you. God did not call us Christians just so that it can be for us, but it is for an agenda that God has, which is to fulfill the purpose of his kingdom by making sure that as we are here on earth, we are those who are about our father's business, which is the kingdom business. So now in Acts chapter number 11, the word there, the word called, uh, called uh, there is the Greek word, is the Greek word, word uh, translated in English, which means to utter an oracle. It also means to reveal, but most importantly, to institute a firm for business. So to authorize for business. Somebody say amen. amen. So the disciples, when they got to Antioch, they were there to preach the gospel, but then they were revealed. They were called. They were revealed. They were authorized to be about the father's business. Somebody say amen. amen. So we are not just given a name for the name's sake. As Christians, we were being revealed. We were being revealed to the earth. We were being revealed to do the business of our father. We were ordained as a kingdom entity that will take care of its business. Somebody say amen. amen. Now in the book of Luke, chapter number 19, verse number 12 and verse number 13, the Bible says, therefore, he said, a certain, a certain man, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Verse number 13 says, so he called 10 of his servants, delivered to them 10 miners and said to them, do business till I come. Now, when you read, uh, 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 I, I think it's, it's, it's verse number 11, you will realize that the Bible says Jesus told them this story to change their perspective. So he told them this story of a, a certain man who called his servants and gave them uh, uh, talents and gave them miners so that they can do business until he comes. It says that it was because he wanted to change their perspective. Just like we are here this morning being taught so that our perspective may be changed. So that our perspective in the way that we look at ourselves, in the way that we look at our careers, in the way that we look at what we do, whatever it is that God has called us to do. This morning we are here so that we can be able to change the perspective of how we do it and who are we doing it unto and why are we doing it. Somebody say amen. So he told them this story and he said, 
your business till I come. It's like Jesus was also talking to us even here on earth to say you are here for a purpose. You are here for a reason because there is some kingdom business that requires the skills that have been put in you, the talents that have been put in you and everything that God has put in the inside of you is required by this entity called the kingdom of God and you must be about the kingdom business and it's as if he was saying to us please do this business till I come so in other words he was saying to these people uh, uh, this master was saying to to these people change your perspective look at what you are given as business so that you when I come back I don't get it the way I gave it to you develop it Look at it in a certain way. Look at yourself as a steward of these 10 miners. And then do business. So God has given you something that he wants you to do kingdom business with. Every one of us, just like this master, God has given us something. Ours may not be 10 miners, but he wants us to do a kingdom business until he comes. Ours may be talents, ours may be skills, ours may be brains, ours may be whatever that you can think of. But we must do business until he comes. You are not just involved in the kingdom, uh, in just a kingdom that is shabby, but you are involved in a kingdom with serious business. So the sooner you see that, the better for you in Christ and the better Christ will be glorified in and through your life. Somebody say amen. amen. Now there are spheres of influence that God has called us to. There are three major spheres of influence where God has given us assignments to go and occupy, to go and do business until he comes. It may not be at the same, mine might not be the same as yours we may differ in the spheres of influence where we are called into however we are from the same entity. Remember that at all times. It doesn't matter which uh, sphere of influence God has placed you in. All that you need to remember, you are a representative of the kingdom of God and you are there to do some serious business of your father. Somebody say, Amen. You are not representing yourself. Wherever you are, you are not representing yourself. Now, these are the three major, major, major um, spheres of influence. And we are there to represent the kingdom of God. Because Jesus Christ even said that the harvest is ripe. In other words, there are many hearts that are ready to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ that can be saved if we can all be those who have a good perspective of why are we where we are? Why are we doing what we are doing? We need to all realize the fact that we are there for the furtherance of the kingdom of our God. Somebody say amen. We are called to do kingdom business in these three main sectors. These sectors were impacted by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So it's number one, 
the ecclesiastical sector. That one is for those who are called into the ministry, those who are called into the church, just like myself and many others. Somebody say amen. And then number two, it's the business sector. And then uh, those are the ones who are called into the business world. They are called to, into the career with different career paths. And um, God has called them to go and make money, to go and make profit, to do business, to make profit so that the kingdom of God can benefit. Somebody say amen. So the reason why you are blessed is because God has an agenda. God has got an ulterior motive. That is why instead of the 300 people who applied for the position that you got, you are the one who got it. It is because God has an ulterior motive. He wants you to be a person who preaches the gospel by what you are doing at work. You don't have to scream like me and shout like me and hold the mic and teach, but you in your sphere of influence, wherever you are, the perspective needs to change to say I am here for a serious business. I am about my father's business and God is waiting on me to do the right thing so that the furtherance of the kingdom may be achieved. Somebody say amen. So when you go and you go into business, you go into your career, you need to have that uh, uh, mindset to say I am here representing the kingdom of God. And if we can all have, be conscious of that, I am telling you, we will eliminate uh, the behaviors that we behave at work. That when someone sees you at church, will wonder, was it your first time today? Or you are truly, truly, truly someone who goes to church. Why? Because they can't, they can't even imagine you at church. Let alone see you lifting up your hands because of how you behave at work. So how are you going to win them? So we need to be about our father's business. The ultimate goal is that the gospel must be preached. Must be preached. That is why you will find that at some point, if you are truly following Jesus and have that perception to say, I am here on a kingdom agenda, you will realize that even people will start asking you questions without you even maybe starting a conversation about Christianity or about salvation. They will ask you, how do you do it? We are so stressed. We are so frustrated. We are depressed all the time. How come you are always happy? Just that question alone can cause you to be able to say, it's because I am a child of God. It's because I am a Christian. And then that person will say, which church do you go to? You say you go to Builders Church. You can come with me on Sunday. And then you come with that person to church. You have done a great work in the kingdom of God. When you come and you have made profit and you give and you tithe and you build the house of the Lord, you are doing kingdom business. You are doing what? Kingdom business. So there are those who are called into the business sector and also there are those who are called into the public sector. Now this is the, the sector that we are usually uh, scared of. We, are, we shy away from wanting to become a part of this sector because who rough. 
But how many know that if you are called for it, you will be able to stand for it? Somebody say amen. This is a sector that was not a, 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 a man's idea, but it is also God's idea. Some of us are called into this sphere of influence. We are called to serve communities. We are called to serve cities and nations so that many can be able to experience our Lord Jesus Christ in and through our lives. So when we go there, we go there as servants of the Most High God who have been entrusted with a duty to perpetuate the kingdom of God. We are there to engage in serious kingdom business. Somebody say amen. But the key is we need to all identify what are we called for. We need to identify where are we supposed to be because others can be in the church whereas they are supposed to be in business. Why? Because everyone who does what they are called for, they make it look easy. So when someone else is called for business and we envy what they have because of the profits that they are making and then we think, no, I also have got brains. I can be able to do this. Let me go and also do it. And then you are not called for it. You are going to have a serious problem. So everyone is supposed to establish what are they called for and be locked in that and be settled in it. Because there are many people who are busy, but they are not effective because they are doing things that they are not called for. Sometimes it's not about you being busy with many things, but it's about you locating the place where you are supposed to do, where you are supposed to be, and the thing that you are supposed to do, and then do it with all your might. Somebody say amen. Because being busy does not mean effective. And each time you see someone who is busy doing many things, many things, chances are they are not settled in what they are called to do. And in most cases, they even know what they are supposed to do. They know what they are supposed to do. But maybe they don't like it. Or maybe it's not good enough for them. And then they want to look at what others are doing and then obviously if you live your life according to looking at what others are doing you will be tossed to and fro all the time and the more you are tossed to and fro the more the time goes you will not master what you are called for but if you become settled and locked in what God has called you to do you will master it and it will yield results somebody say amen so we must all identify which, fear, which sphere of influence are we called to so that we can impact the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ? That's the only way you can impact the world. Not in any other way, but in what God has called you to do. Somebody say amen. Now the nice thing is that you are never sent without being empowered. The disciples, those who were learning, were at, the, were at some point constituted as the company of the anointed ones. Because the name Christian means the anointed ones. They were supposed to do business, not in an ordinary way, but with the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon their lives. 
So when we go about the business that God has called us to do, we need to realize the fact that we are not going alone. We are not going bare, but we are going clothed with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Somebody may be asking, what is the anointing? Simply put, the anointing is the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. So it means that when God has called you to go and be in one of the spheres of influence that I have counted earlier, then it means God wants you as a Christian to be anointed and wants you to have the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. You are called and you are anointed by God so that you can go and do business in an unusual way. Many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called into the sphere of influence where God has called you in, but you are there not to do business as usual, but you are there to do business in an unusual way. So how am I going to do this business in an unusual way? I am going to do this business in an unusual way because there is some supernatural power of the Holy Spirit that is going to come upon me for what I am called to do so that I can be effective, so that I can have an unfair advantage, so that I can be able to run ahead of those who are my peers. Why? Because they have what they, 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 they don't have what I have. I have what they don't have. And that is the anointing, the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, we have left the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. We have run with our education. We have run with our skills. We have run with our certificates. We have run with everything that we have done here on earth. And we have forgotten this one factor that will distinguish us from any other engineer. That will distinguish us from any other soccer player. That will distinguish us from any other accountant. That will distinguish us from any other pastor. That is the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, which is the anointing. So in other words, now in the sphere of influence where God has placed you, you must know who you are and you must know whose you are. You must know that there is someone who has sent me here to come and do kingdom business. I am here on a mission and therefore I'm not going to allow anyone to even just try and cause me to even quit just like that because I am here on a kingdom mission and here I am not alone. There is something that sits on the, on the that sits on my head and it is called the anointing and each time I do my work, I do it not because of my certificate but there is an X factor called the anointing because when he called me, he anointed me. And listen, Gebazalwan, God does not anoint you for what he did not call you for. You can fake it. It's only longevity that tells us indeed the anointing is there. It's a result that says, indeed, the anointing is there. Another definition of the anointing is God's ability upon ordinary men or ordinary things. So you are just an ordinary person, but with the anointing, you, be, you cease to be ordinary. With the anointing, you become extraordinary. 
with the anointing, you become someone who cannot even be compared to anyone else in your sphere of influence. Why? Because you have the supernatural power of the anointing. So it's, the, it's God's ability upon ordinary men. That is why we are not going to do business as usual, but we are going to do business unusual because of the anointing that rests upon our lives. Somebody say amen. amen. And the Bible says you will receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Some of us don't need to change our spheres of influence don't need to change where God has placed us in any sector. All that we need is the endowment of the Holy Spirit, is the endowment from on high to come upon us so that we can be able to do that which we are called to do. You will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon a man, he does not just come so that a man can just fall down and roll on the floor. But the Holy Spirit comes with a mission to give you power. But what are you going to do with this power? It's not just for raising of the dead. This power is not just for those who are sick to be healed. This power is not just for those who are going to be under the power of the anointing and roll on the floor. But this power can go into your sector of influence. This power can go into your workplace. This power can go with you everywhere where God has sent you and it can begin to work for you. It's just that we leave it behind and take the certificate and leave the power. Couple your certificate with the power. For you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Sometimes we think the power is just for speaking in tongues at church. Paul even once said, I, I, I thank God because I speak in tongues more than any of you. But the, what we need to understand is that Paul was saying, I speak in tongues more than all of you and I am doing great and mighty things. It's not just about speaking in tongues, but what do you do after you have spoken in tongues? After you have generated this power, you must go and do business until he comes. Somebody say amen. Paul who did so much, so much, because you will receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. The book of Acts chapter number 10, verse number 38, as I close, we are going to pray. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good. So in other words, if you want to go about doing good in your sector of influence, there must be power involved. There must be the Holy Spirit involved. You must contend for the anointing upon your life so that you can be distinguished from any other. You are called. They are not called. They are there because they are intelligent. And if you think that you are going to do your work by based on your intelligence, there are many others who are more intelligent than you. Then what's your X factor? Your X factor is the anointing. That is why even when you are going to work and you see that there is a project that is not going well, you begin to rush generate the power and cause the anointing to flow. And when you get to work, then the anointing will be at play and you will know what to do, when to do it and how to do it. Somebody say amen. There is power in what we carry and in that power 
That power is for all of us. It is not just for pastors. It is not just for evangelists. It is not just for teachers. It is not just for those who are called into the ministry. But the power of the Holy Spirit is for those who are called Christians. It is for those who have received Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. It is available for you. It is available for you. It is available for you. It's available for all of us. And it is able to change the game for us in any sphere of influence. Somebody say, Amen. Need not to go without the power of the Holy Spirit. One day, Jesus even advised his disciples who were doing a great job. He said, Terry, Terry, until, until, Many of us have gone ahead of the power. It's not that you are not called for what you are doing. It's because you did not take time to get the power. You need to get the power for what you are called for. Get the power for what you are called for. That's how your game will change. Somebody say amen. So Jesus said because he was anointed, that's the reason why he produced such tremendous results. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And also, I love it, in Ephesians chapter number 3, verse number 20, the Bible says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ever ask or think. Now here is the part we don't take note of in most cases. According to the power that is at work in us. So God is able to do exceedingly. Jesus is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ever ask or think, but only according to the power that is already at work in us. So if we don't contend for that power, he might even be rendered as someone who can't do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ever ask or think. We can quote that scripture until we become gray on our faces. But if we don't contend for the power, which is the power of the Holy Spirit, which is the anointing that comes by the Holy Spirit, he will be as though he can't do exceedingly abundantly more than he can ever ask or think. Now in the sector of influence, where you are called to do kingdom business, you need to generate this power so that then he can be able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ever ask or think because it is according to the power that is already at work in you. So the measure of results is determined by the power that is already at work in you. So if you can just look in the inside of you, have you generated enough power for what you are called for? But someone may ask, how? You must learn from Jesus must have his attitude. 
so that we can do kingdom business with power and with authority, with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We must be committed, committed followers, not just followers. In the year 2023, we must be committed followers of Jesus Christ, committed in every front, committed in every way so that we can generate this power that comes by the Holy Spirit so that we can go into our spheres of influence and claim victory that is already ours. Somebody say amen. Because some of us are oppressed. We need the power. Some of us are oppressed by hostile environments. It's not that you need to stop working where you are working. But the problem is that it is hostile. And it's only the power of the Holy Spirit of the Holy Spirit that can be able to help you deal with that environment. Nothing else. The power of the Holy Spirit. So it will help you to contend for this power. Follow Christ Jesus with your might, with everything in you in this year. And watch yourself gain momentum in the sphere of influence. Because you are not called for ordinary business. You are called for business and usual. We are going to pray for the spirit of God to come upon us and to anoint us for our callings, to anoint us for the spheres of influence where he has called us to. If you don't know where you are called to, God will tell you where you are called to. Pray and ask him, Lord, am I where I am supposed to be? Is what I am interested in what you have called me to do? If not, show me in the name of Jesus Christ. In this year, where we are about your business, where we are learning from Jesus, who was about your business, we also want to be about your business. Show us the way. What are we supposed to do? It's good that it's early in the year. Pray and ask God, Lord, what is it that you have called me for? And once you have heard him, ask him to open doors for you so that you can go and influence that sphere in a godly manner so that you can be about your father's business so that you can do kingdom business and do that which God has called you to do for the furtherance of his kingdom somebody say amen we are going to stand and we are going to pray thank you that you have anointed us we are anointed for what you have called us to come on begin to say something to the Lord Ask him for fresh oil. Ask him to anoint you for what he has called you to do. You can put your hand over your head and begin to declare that you are anointed for what you are doing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That when the enemy comes to even try and cause you to doubt yourself where God has called you to, say, I am anointed for it. I am anointed for what God has called me to do. Father, we thank you that even the light that shines in darkness and darkness does not comprehend it. It's shining, oh God, on those, my, my father, on those who do not even know where to go, what to do, those who do not have direction in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And this morning we stand and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Shine your light on them, Lord. Shine your light on their path, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let them, O oh Father, in the name of Jesus, realize, O oh Father, what is it 
that you have called them to do. Let them be bold enough, oh God, to do exactly that which you have called them to do. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, let your anointing fall afresh on us. In the name of Jesus, may we be able to function in all our callings. May we be able, oh God, in the name of Jesus, to occupy all the spheres of influence where you have sent us, oh Father, with dignity, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, with authority, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, knowing that we are representing a kingdom of our God. We give your name praise this morning, Lord. We honor you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Glory to you, our King. Glory to you, our Master. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise for fresh anointing, fresh oil. Spirit of the living God, empower us for school. Empower us for careers. Empower us for business. Empower us for your church. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, give us your ability, Lord. For without you, we will fail. Without you, we will be tired. My God, in the name of Jesus, help us. Anoint us. Give us the unction to function. In the mighty name of Jesus to function in every sphere of influence where you have called us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we give you praise hallelujah thank you Lord hallelujah amen and amen come and clap your hands and bless him for fresh anointing fresh commitment to follow Jesus so that we can be anointed so that the power of God may rest upon us to go and do business unusual. We give you praise, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.